From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. I'm your host, Mike De Niro, and we got a super stack show for you today, like we do every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Today, we're going to be talking about this past Monday's Monday Night Raw. We're going to give you news and notes around AEW because tonight we have a huge AEW Dynamite. And like we do every Wednesday, we're going to be going back in time to the land of extreme. As we discuss the next two episodes of ECW Hardcore TV, these are the go-home episodes before the November to Remember 1997 from the Golden Dome in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, headlined by Shane Douglas versus Bam Bam Bigelow. So a whole lot to talk about. Before we get into that, I want to thank all my fans from all over the world. I salute you guys. Everybody from the United States, Brazil, Canada, Mexico, Germany, France, India, Russia. I salute all my wrestling DeLorean passengers from all over the world. Without you, there is no me. If you don't already, follow the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast on Instagram at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. Follow us on Twitter at W underscore DeLorean Pod. Follow us on TikTok at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. And make sure you become a Wrestling DeLorean passenger and come along for the ride because we're only going to go up from here. So without further ado, let's get into the Superstack show right now. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for allowing me into your morning routine like you do every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday here on the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. Like I said in the intro, we have a super stack show like we do for you every single week. Every single episode's getting better and better. And next Monday, I have a special surprise for the fans of the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. So stay tuned. I'll be announcing what that is on the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok this upcoming Friday. So, stay tuned for that news. Now, tonight, AEW Dynamite, live from Atlantic City, New Jersey, on TBS, 8 o'clock Eastern. I'm not getting paid by them, so I don't know why I'm plugging them. But I'm going to tell you this. This is going to be a really good show. I'm excited to see the champion, Hangman Page, actually have a match. His first match in over a month. And he's going to be going up against the Murder Hawk monster Lance Archer in Lance Archer's specialty, the Texas Death Match. The last time we seen Lance Archer in a Texas Death Match, he was beating John Moxley for the IWGP United States Champion. So, can he make this two for two and win a second title? on AEW Dynamite in a Texas death match. If he does, it's going to be the biggest victory of this man's career because he will be your new AEW World Heavyweight Champion. Do I see it happening? 
no. But I do have to say I'm very excited for this for multiple reasons. I think Hangman and Lance Archer, I think they're going to have great chemistry with each other. I think that these two guys are going to have one hell of a matchup. AEW likes to go hardcore at times, and when they do go hardcore, it's stuff that we don't typically see on other wrestling products, right? So I'm expecting Hangman and Lance Archer to pull a lot of shit out of the magic hat. You know what I mean? I'm expecting a lot of crazy hardcore violence in this Texas death match between Archer and Hangman Page for the AEW champion. If you don't know what a Texas death match is, it's basically a last man standing match. A Texas death match is once you get pinned, you have to the 10 count to answer the call. That's the typical rules. We'll see if AEW switches up the rules. Anyway, it was also announced that we're going to have qualifier matches for the revolutionary or face of the revolution ladder match at Revolution. That, that's, a, that's, a, that's a mouthful right there. But one of these matches will be contested between Isaiah Cassidy and a mystery opponent. A mystery opponent who Tony Khan already said is somebody who was walking through that forbidden door. AEW announced that Tony Khan was going to make a big announcement on Rampage this past Friday. And then he announced that that big announcement on Rampage is there's going to be a big announcement on Wednesday. So now you've been building this shit up now for a week and a half. You got to deliver. Whether Isaiah Cassidy's going against a non-signed name, a free agent, or someone who's coming in and making their debut for AEW and signing to the company is going to be very interesting. I see a lot of people throwing names in the hat here. I see a lot of people saying it's going to be Keith Lee. Matt Hardy on his podcast dropped some possible spoilers saying that maybe it's going to be his brother Jeff Hardy who Tony Khan might have bought the contract off of from the WWE. There's people who are saying it might be Killer Cross. There's people who are saying it might be Buddy Murphy. Whoever it is, though, he damn sure better deliver. Because, like I said, now you built this shit up. We we had Tony Khan build up free agent signings a lot since AEW started. Some hit. Some don't hit. Unfortunately, the Christian Cage one... At Revolution last year, didn't hit. And it's a shame because Christian Cage is having one hell of a run in AEW. Had a wonderful 2021. When I did my year-end awards, Christian Cage main eventing three different pay-per-views for three different companies in the year of 2021 was part of my top 20 significant moments of 2021. So it was a big deal. And all respect to Christian Cage. But... Tony Khan was making it seem like he was bringing in the greatest wrestler of all time. So it, it kind of was like, whoa, whoa, Christian. So, I mean, and like I said, there's no disrespect to Christian. I'm a huge Christian fan. Then you have the other times where his free agent signings and his hype up for possible signings over-delivered. CM Punk, Brian Danielson, Adam Cole. These over-delivered. 
One person who I don't see many people talking about this possibly being is Johnny Gargano. When Johnny Gargano became a free agent after he chose not to resign with WWE and NXT, Johnny Gargano put out a tweet saying, wherever you want to see me next, chant my name at that show because I'm listening. And when we had Adam Cole face Orange Cassidy in a Lights Out match two weeks ago in Cleveland, that crowd in unison was chanting for Johnny Wrestling. Johnny Wrestling put out a tweet saying that he heard the crowd loud and clear, and he's humbled by it. So maybe this is Johnny Gargano who's making his AEW debut tonight. Whether it's Johnny Gargano, whether it's Jeff Hardy, whether it's Keith Lee, whether it's Killer Cross, whether it's Buddy Matthews, it's going to be very, very interesting who this person is. I personally think that it's this, this, this has to deliver. Like I said, people also brought up the fact of it being Cody Rhodes, being that technically Cody Rhodes is a free agent at the moment and working on a handshake deal with the AEW. If this is indeed Cody Rhodes, then this is the biggest heel move that Cody Rhodes ever did. And there will be no more denying that Cody Rhodes is a heel. Cody Rhodes will make himself public enemy number one in AEW. Cody Rhodes will make himself the most hated guy in in AEW. So that will be a very interesting take. But in actuality, though, if that is the case and it's Cody Rhodes, that makes Tony Khan a liar. And people are going to look at Tony Khan like he's the heel here if this was all a swerve to make Cody Rhodes hated by the fans. It's going to be interesting. You're going to have to tune in and see tonight. AEW Dynamite, TBS. Should be a very good show. And we'll be covering all of the happenings on AEW Dynamite this Friday on the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. When we come back from this commercial break, we're going to go into this past Monday's Monday Night Raw. I'm going to tell you all my thoughts of Monday Night Raw going into the Saudi Arabia Elimination Chamber. And then later on today, we're going to be talking about ECW Hardcore TV, the last two episodes of Hardcore TV before the historic November to Remember 1997 at the Pittsburgh Golden Dome where the main event will be the franchise Shane Douglas versus Bam Bam Bigelow for the ECW champion. That's a loaded card, and we're going to talk all about that when we come back, so stay tuned. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We just just don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington for challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being... 
I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. We're about to talk about WWE Monday Night Raw from this past Monday. It was quite the episode of Monday Night Raw. Very wrestling heavy. Something that we don't typically see in the WWE. Lots of good matches and lots of implications going into the Elimination Chamber. So, let's cut the song, let's cut the music, and let's talk about this past Monday's Monday Night Raw. An episode that I actually enjoyed, which is rare. Ladies and gentlemen, this Monday Night Raw, like I said, was pretty wrestling heavy. We had the typical stupid segments, of course. I'm going to get the negative out the way first so I could really dive into the positive because too often do I dive into the negative when it comes to the WWE. It's just, in my opinion, because the WWE, it it basically does it to itself. But at the end of the day, I I don't want to be a negative person. I don't want to only talk about the negativity. So let's talk about the positivity, right? Personally, I'm done with these stupid, uh, what's called, academic segments between Matt Riddle and Randy Orton and the Alpha Academy. Done with it. Done with it. I'm I'm done with the therapy sessions with Alexa Bliss. Just bring Alexa back. Give her her old gimmick. Let's go. I'm done with the hyping up of Veer. This shit's a fucking meme now. Veer is not coming, okay? Veer has been being... He's been built up to come to Raw for like the last what, three months, and guess what, we already saw Veer on Raw beforehand, when he was teaming up with Jinder Mahal, and when we did see Veer, he wasn't too dazzling, okay, he was running away from Drew McIntyre and his fucking sword, missed me with that bullshit, but that's, that's minor shit, it's minuscule, let's talk about the good action, the great wrestling action that we saw on this episode of Monday Night Raw. Match that I thoroughly enjoyed, Seth Rollins versus Matt Riddle. Two guys who, in actuality, don't really like each other. It's no surprise to me either. Matt Riddle rubs a lot of people the wrong way. Matt Riddle comes off really cocky backstage. The shit that he talked about Goldberg, the shit that he talked about Lesnar, the shit that he talked about a lot of people. Seth Rollins, I believe Seth Rollins said before Survivor Series last year that he personally does not want to share a ring with Matt Riddle. Well, boy, how shit changed. 
because not only did these two share a ring against each other one-on-one here, but they had quite a fucking match. This was a good match. I really enjoyed it. The athleticism between both guys was fucking amazing. Seth Rollins is a babyface through and through. This crowd loves Seth Rollins. Whether you want to build him up as a heel or not, this crowd loves Seth Rollins. And this crowd also loves Matt Riddle. I think it's safe to say at this point that Matt Riddle is a future WWE champion. It's no secret that Bruce Pritchard is a big Matt Riddle fan. Bruce Pritchard, who worked with Matt Riddle back in, I believe, 2016-17-ish. I believe it was around 16-17, where he was working with him in MLW. And on the Something to Wrestling With podcast, Bruce Pritchard talked about how if he had to pick one guy to be the future of this business, it's Matt Riddle. Fast forward, Bruce Pritchard gets his job back in the WWE. He is the executive producer of Monday Night Raw or directive producer, whatever his title is. And Matt Riddle's getting quite the push. Well-deserved, too, because Matt Riddle's a hell of a talent. Him and Seth Rollins had a great matchup. It's going to be really great to see these two inside of the Elimination Chamber, along with AJ Styles, Bobby Lashley, Brock Lesnar, and Austin Theory. Speaking of Austin Theory... Austin Theory had a great match with Kevin Owens. Austin Theory attacked Kevin Owens last week very viciously. Back dropped him on the steel steps. Very vicious, very vicious. Kevin Owens and Austin Theory had a great matchup. Kevin Owens is another guy who, whether you want to push him as a heel or a babyface, the crowd is going to be behind him because the crowd loves Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens just has that if factor. And Austin Theory... He's getting quite the push right now. He's Vince McMahon's golden boy. But I'll tell you this right now. Austin Theory has all the makings to be a huge star in this business. I said it when he made his debut in NXT. If you go back to the original Fight for Wednesday night podcast when I was rocking with G-Rock, we both said when Austin Theory came to WWE slash NXT that this guy has all the makings to be a future champion. So without diverging into another conversation here about how WWE can't make new stars. It's a shame when you have such untapped potential and raw talent in guys like Austin Theory, like Matt Riddle. Like It's a shame that when you have big opportunities like the Royal Rumble to really make these guys, you don't do it. You go to what worked in the past. It kind of sucks, but this is not me trying to get negative. Like I said, I want to speak positive of the WWE. Another great match was AJ Styles versus Damian Priest, which AJ Styles came out victorious in, and he earned himself a shot at the United States champion. AJ Styles is the former United States champion himself. Ever since AJ Styles re-signed with WWE, he's been putting on bangers and he's been victorious. No surprise. The man has been consistently phenomenal, no pun intended, for the last two decades. If you don't believe it, go all the way back and watch his shit in Ring of Honor in 2002. Watch his early TNA shit. AJ Styles has been consistently one of the best wrestlers in the world so this was a very stacked show with a lot of great action 
Shout out to Chad Gable, who got his first singles victory, pinfall victory on Raw in the past 20 months. Chad Gable's a guy who everybody respects. Chad Gable's a guy who definitely deserves his spot as tag team champion, but he also deserves more because Chad Gable's a guy who could actually go. Cool to see him get a victory here on Raw. Really good matchup between Dewdrop and Bianca Belair, where Bianca Belair came out victorious. Really awesome to see Lita on this show hit the twist of fate on Becky Lynch leading into their matchup at Elimination Chamber. A lot of good shit is going on for the WWE. I see a lot of hate. I see that backstage morale is bad. I see all these, you know, reports that WWE's this, WWE's that. I am not. If I'm going to be 100% transparent and honest with you guys, I am not the biggest WWE fan. And y'all know this. I'm not. But I grew up on the WWE. I love the WWE. I don't want to see them fail. I am not a fan of the current product, but I don't want to see them fail. And I got to say, right now, it's been fun to watch the WWE again. Things tend to heat up in this season. It's the road to WrestleMania. Things tend to heat up. It's about how could they stay consistent, and I hope they are able to stay consistent. Personally, we'll see what happens. I never get my hopes up to WWE. You set yourself up for failure if you get your hopes up with the WWE. I think we all know that by now. But going into Elimination Chamber in Saudi Arabia and then taking that next step forward and going into WrestleMania, right now I'm intrigued. The whole feud between Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar, I'm intrigued. I could definitely see us getting Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley versus Roman Reigns for both the WWE champion and the Universal champion at WrestleMania. And if that's the case, sign me up. That sounds like three hosses just going to war. I'm intrigued with what's going on right now with the women. I'm intrigued with what's going on right now with AJ Styles. What's going on right now with Seth Rollins. What's going on right now with Kevin Owens. What's going on right now with Austin Theory. What's going on right now with Montez Ford and the Street Profits. Yo, there's a lot of good shit going on. You just got to watch it. You just got to look for it. It's a shame that the WWE does not look at their current crop of talent as a lot of guys who are ready to take that next step. Because there are guys ready to take that next step. But nonetheless, with that being put to the side for now, I like this Monday Night Raw. I gave it a 3 out of 5 stars. But when we come back from this commercial break, we're going to the land of extreme like we do every Wednesday. We're going to be talking ECW Hardcore TV. The next two episodes of ECW Hardcore TV leading up to the November to Remember pay-per-view. It's a super stacked pay-per-view that we will be covering here next Wednesday on the Wrestling DeLorean podcast. But first, we got to talk about these two episodes of Hardcore TV. So when we come back, we're going to be talking all about ECW Hardcore TV. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. 
From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We, we just, just don't, don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being... I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. gentlemen welcome to ecw this is extreme where every wednesday here on the wrestling delorean podcast we cover ecw hardcore tv and every single ecw pay-per-view on this episode of ecw this is extreme we're going to be talking about the ecw hardcore tv episode from november 22nd 1997 and the november 29th 1997 episodes the final two episodes of ECW Hardcore TV before the biggest show of the year, the biggest pay-per-view in ECW history, November to Remember 1997 from the USBC Golden Dome in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. This is a super stack show that we will be covering next Wednesday here on ECW This Is Extreme. But on this episode of ECW This Is Extreme, we have a lot to talk about. We are on the road. We have a lot of big matches made and a lot of big matches here on these two episodes. We even have an ECW World Heavyweight Championship matchup as Bam Bam Bigelow defends his ECW champion against the suicidal, homicidal, genocidal, death-defying Sabu a mere 24 hours before his big world title shot against Shane Douglas at the pay-per-view. All this and a lot more, so let's cut the music and let's get into this episode of ECW. Ladies and gentlemen, like I said, next Wednesday here on ECW, this is Extreme. We will be covering the biggest show of the year for ECW, the November to Remember 1997 Main event, we got Shane Douglas. He is going to be the challenger this time as he goes against his former stablemate for the ECW champion, Bam Bam 
Bigelow in Shane Douglas's hometown of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. We have a lot to talk about today. ECW Hardcore TV, November 22nd, 1997. This show started out with a recap of the main event last week where the Sandman made his big triumphant return to ECW after being thrown a fireball in his face by Sabu. This leads to the announcement that at November 2, remember, it will be Sabu versus Sandman in a match where tables and ladders are perfectly legal, which I don't get. It, this is ECW. It's, it's legal any fucking way. Like, who are we kidding? Anyway, Joey Styles welcomes us to the show. He shows highlights of both Sandman and Sabu's history with November 2, remember, highlights that include... Sabu making his ECW return at the November to Remember 1995, the same night that Sandman and Too Cold Scorpio had a dance-off against the public enemy. Also, he showed the Sandman revealing that he was never blinded and caning the holy hell out of Tommy Dreamer at the November to Remember 1994. Joey Styles goes out on a limb here and says, the Sandman may be the Mr. November to Remember. But Sabu doesn't like that being that November to Remember is the show that he came back to ECW on. They're going to battle it out on pay-per-view, November to Remember, 1997. Joy Styles also runs down some more of the card here. It'll be Taz defending his TV title against the Pitbull number two, a few that we've been seeing play out on ECW the last couple weeks here. We're going to have a four-way tag team hardcore war. It will be the FBI defending their tag team champions against the Dudleys versus New Jack and Cronus versus Balls Mahoney and Axel Rotten. That has all the makings of being an absolute bloodbath. We have Tommy Dreamer and RVD in a flag match where on one side the WWF flag will be on one corner, representing Rob Van Dam, and Tommy Dreamer will have the ECW flag on the other corner, and the winner gets to wave their flag loud and proud. And like I said, we in the main event, we're going to have Shane Douglas, the franchise, coming into his hometown of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, as the challenger, as he faces his former stablemate in the triple threat, the world heavyweight champion, Bam Bam Bigelow. The first matchup here of the night, we're about 20 minutes in. We got the first matchup here. It is John Cronus versus Devon Dudley versus Tracy Smothers versus Axel Rotten. This is a preview of the four-way tag match that we're going to be getting at the November to remember. And this absolutely is a wild, wild west classic ECW insane brawl. This is exactly what I mean when I say that this show is so fun to watch. Go out of your way to see this because right off the bat, we got little Guido making interferences. Balls Mahoney's interfering. Bubba Ray Dudley and Big Dick Dudley interfere. They take out everybody. This leads to the hip-hop drop-in and New Jack makes his... Well, by the way, I really wish that I was watching this on its original footage so I could hear Natural Born Killers because instead I'm listening to, you know, the, the WWE dub version of the new Jack entrance, you know, into ghetto. Like, come on, man. Like, play me some fucking Ice Cube and Dr. Dre. But anyway, nonetheless, New Jack is here to kill everybody any fucking way. Everything just starts to break down. We have a massive brawl. It's like a prison fight. All four teams are just destroying each other. Eight men are just bleeding all over the ECW arena here. Guido is placed on two tables in the entranceway. Bubba Ray Dudley is on a fucking lift where he 
lifts himself all the way up to the top of the ECW entrance, whatever you would call it, the fucking Titan Tron. I don't know if they had a Titan Tron, the Trusk, whatever. But he's met up there with New Jack, who hits him with a fucking guitar. This leads to New Jack doing a freaking insane huge dive off of the ECW entranceway. Classic New Jack stage diving, fucking insane. Really huge moment here. Crowd goes crazy. John Cronus throws Devon into the ring. He goes for a huge dive, but he's caught with the bubble cutter. Devon makes the pin. One, two, three. John Cronus is eliminated. Then Devon makes the pin on Axel Rotten, but Axel Rotten, he kicks out. Axel Rotten goes. He pins Tracy Smothers. But referee Judge Jeff Jones breaks up the pinfall, which leads to a freaking referee fight between John Finnegan, who dropkicks Judge Jeff Jones. This leads to Axel Rotten taking out Smothers. He is victorious here in this matchup. Axel Rotten wins the matchup for his team. All I got to say about this is it's ECW. Fucking insane. We then get the same man who cuts a promo on Sabu. He says that if Sabu is suicidal, he is Sabu's Dr. Kavarkian. That's a great line by the Sandman. You know, people don't really give Sandman credit. Sandman has some good one-liners in these promos. Like, no one really talks about the Sandman's promos. They talk about Sandman wielding the cane, coming out drinking the beer, the enter Sandman entrance, the smashing his head with a beer can and bleeding before he gets to the ring, smoking a cigarette. But people don't really talk about the Sandman's promos. They're never long. But when he does, he hits with the haymaker. Sandman has some good one-liners. You know what I mean? I remember him saying, you know, shit like he's politically incorrect and damn proud of it. Life's a bitch, then you marry one. You know, stupid shit like that. But the Sandman had some shit, you know. So don't don't discredit the Sandman's promo work. Then we got the Pulp Fiction promos from all the competitors of November to remember. Too much to go down here. Just amazing shit. Really good, really fun episode. Definitely got me hyped for the pay-per-view. But we're not done. We are not done. November 29th, 1997, live from the Madhouse of Extreme, the Elks Lodge in Queens, New York. We start out hot. It is the ECW TV Championship match between Bubba Ray Dudley and Taz. Bubba Ray bullies referee John Finnegan. John Finnegan says that he needs officials out here, which leads to Balls Mahoney and Axel Rotten coming out dressed up as referees, and they take out Big Dick Dudley, Devon Dudley, Joe Gertner and sign guy Dudley on the outside. But Joe Gertner, he actually runs into the ring and Taz hits him with a massive tax tax. A massive Tazplex. Sorry, it's hard to talk here. Taz chokes out Bubba Ray Dudley. He retains his ECW television champion. Leading into November to remember. The night before, he's going against Pitbull number two. Fun opening matchup. Taz gets on the mic. He says he was born and raised 20 minutes from here in Red Hook, Brooklyn. He says that on this pay-per-view, he's going to commit the most violent act ever seen on TV on Pitbull number two. He says that he's going to show the world what a shoot is. He said Vince McMahon and Bret Hart could learn from what a shoot is. If you remember, this is November 1997. This is right after the Montreal screw job where, you know, I don't even have to explain the Montreal fucking screw job. So Taz basically saying that, you know, they, they tried to... Pretend like it was a shoot. He's going to show the world what a shoot actually is when he commits the most violent act against Pitbull number two at November to remember. Then we got the intro video, and Joey Styles welcomes us to the show. We see the franchise Shane Douglas come out. 
He comes out, of course, with Francine, the queen of extreme. Shouts to Francine. He grabs the mic and he says that the New York City crowd puts the Philly crowd to shame. At first, I'm thinking, is this a babyface turn from the franchise? Not so fast. He says that the New Yorkers is the runner-up, though, to Pittsburgh. He talks about Pittsburgh and he says that this is the shit that he has to put up with just to go home to Pittsburgh tomorrow night and become your new ECW champion. We got a Bam Bam Bigelow hype video after this, really building up this, this huge main event tomorrow night. Not actually tomorrow night, but November 30th. This is November 29th. November 30th, 1997. Joey Styles once again runs down the massive card for November to remember. We got a really good promo cut by Chris Candido, who talks about his love and passion for professional wrestling. He says that he's only 25. You know, it's shocking. I forget that this time Chris Candido was only 25 years old because he was putting on some fucking amazing matches. He talks about how fans come up to him in the airport and they always want to talk wrestling. He says they want to talk about Masawa and Kobashi in Japan. They want to talk about Benoit and Flair and Guerrero and Malenko, Sabu and Van Dam. He says, hell, they even want to talk about Shawn Michaels. He says because these are the top guys who can't have a bad match. They don't have bad matches. He said, but after the November to remember, the world will be talking about Chris Candido and about how he's going to be putting on the match of a lifetime. He's going to establish himself as the greatest performer in the business when he steals the show at the November to remember. ECW World Heavyweight Championship matchup. A mere 24 hours before Bam Bam has to defend the title against Shane Douglas. He's here defending the title against the suicidal, homicidal, genocidal, death-defying Sabu. If Sabu wins this match, then it's announced that Sabu versus Sandman now will be for the world champion, and Shane Douglas and Bam Bam Bigelow will not be for the world champion. So the results of this matchup plays a massive part in what matchup is going to be main eventing the November to Remember pay-per-view. During this matchup, the Sandman appears in the balcony. He's with the fans. He gets Sabu's attention. Rob Van Dam attacks Bam Bam Bigelow, causing a DQ. It's still rare to see a DQ in ECW, but it happens. It's been happening quite often here in 97. Tommy Dreamer comes out. He attacks Rob Van Dam. Shane Douglas attacks Bam Bam Bigelow. Sabu and Rob Van Dam double-team Tommy Dreamer. They target the broken heel. Sandman comes out. He hits the ring. Sabu and Sandman bail. We had a nice little brawl here where it showcased some of the big matches on the November to Remember pay-per-view. We then see a video package of Rob Van Dam and Sabu pissing on the ECW flag. Van Dam says that he will love to wave the flag of the WWF. He says Vince McMahon would love to have me on his show. Eric Bischoff won't stop calling me and wants me on his show. But then he says, but right now I'm on ECW. He seems a little upset about that. He says, but let me show you what I think of ECW. And he sets the ECW flag on fire. Rob Van Dam, you son of a bitch. We get a video package showcasing all the matches at the November to remember. Like I said, I'm going to be covering that show next week. That's how this episode went off the air. Always fun to cover ECW. I don't remember the last time I've seen ECW Hardcore TV and did not have a good time watching it. I don't remember the last time I watched an ECW pay-per-view and did not have a good time watching it. So if you enjoy ECW... You're really going to enjoy me talking about the November to Remember pay-per-view next Wednesday. You got to tune in. Like I said, we got Tommy Dreamer versus Rob Van Dam. We got the Sandman versus Sabu. We got Shane Douglas versus Bam Bam Bigelow. We got Pitbull number two versus Taz. 
We got Tommy Rogers versus Chris Candido. We got the Dudleys versus Balls and Axel versus the Gangstonators versus the FBI. What more can you ask for? This is by far the most stacked show in ECW history up until this point. So you got to tune in next week, baby. In fact, before you tune in next week, you better tune in this Friday where we return with the newest episode of the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast where we'll be talking about everything that happens tonight on AEW Dynamite and tomorrow night on Impact Wrestling. So make sure you tune in there. Like I said, I got a big announcement for everybody on Friday on the Instagram page, the Twitter page, and the TikTok page. So you better... Follow us on Instagram at Wrestling DeLorean Pod, on Twitter at W underscore DeLorean Pod, and on TikTok at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. And make sure you tune in this Friday for the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. I love you all. Thank you to all my passengers who rides with us on a daily basis. I salute you guys. One love. Peace out. Stay safe. Stay positive. I love you guys. Shouts to the Lords of Gotham, my rap group. Yes, I rap. And if you want to hear me rap, all you have to do is continue playing this podcast because I'm about to play us some Lords of Gotham music to take us out of this podcast, to end this podcast off the right way. And if you want to follow my rap group, make sure you follow us on Instagram at Lords underscore of underscore Gotham. I love you all. I salute you all. Thanks for riding with the Wrestling DeLorean podcast. I'm going to catch you guys on Friday. Peace out. Tough in the hood, till the wolves come. Bitches let a drink in the club, till the wolves come. Surrounded by the sheep in the street, till the wolves come. Everyone strip on the floor, we the wolves done. Who can fuck with the Nero? I got a Snyder extender clip, so who wanna play hero? Go bash it like Ozzy, I was born in the darkness. Oh, you the wolf till we pull up and you're harmless. So pray to Oliver, the Don Dada, the top shotter, the top spot, final boss you cross, that's when you ride stop. Basquiat with that white chalk, trigger finger streets, while leave your brains on the sidewalk. Niggas that get tough in the hood, till the wolves come. Bitches let a drink in the club, till the wolves come. Surrounded by the sheep in the street, till the wolves come. Everyone strip on the floor, till the wolves done. Heard them got them niggas, they be moving in the packs. Think the shit is sweet, they be plotting in the back. Summertime, better be careful where you at. No matter Addy, nigga, we gon' get you where you lack. Dipping, creeping through the night is precise. Catching nigga slipping for his ice worth your life. Answers yes, well, did nigga pay your price? Right or wrong, when you see the moon, it's on sight. South Bronx, midnight, niggas moving packs cause they hunting. I'm moving packs of that onion, but probably packing them something. Catch him slipping with them coals and he ain't telling us nothing. Catch a nigga fooling twice and then I'm pressing that button. Send his ass away, permanent vacate and start bluffing. Must have moved to Honolulu, changed his name to McLovin. Said you know what you know, that's for the pack to remember. And if a nigga leaking these, we gotta. Niggas say the dead don't talk, but that money do If I put a hole in his melon, I bet his honey do Shorty keep crying and screaming like that's helping you Bullets gave his brain a period for that decimal Niggas that get tough in the hood, till the wolves come Bitches let a drink in the club, till the wolves come Surrounded by the sheep in the street, till the wolves come Everyone strip on the floor, till the wolves done Heard them got them niggas, they be moving in the packs Think the shit is sweet, they be plotting in the back Summertime, better be careful where you're at No matter Addy, nigga, we gon' get you where you lack Dipping, creeping through the night, it's precise Catch a nigga slipping for his ice, worth your life Answer yes, well, did nigga pay your price Right or wrong, when you see the moon, it's on sight
From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case Roe v. Wade, starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 